Hey everybody, this is Sam Elliott 64 and welcome back to the Robocast. And uh, before we actually begin with the episode, I actually do want to make a little bit of a, not a statement as such, but a little bit of a, you know, informational piece here. Um, Anderson9132, our good friend, uh, he hasn't, you know, you know, he's, he's still with us, he's not, you know, in any trouble or anything, but he isn't going to be uh, featuring as much in the Robocast this year just due to, you know, oh. being incredibly busy over the course of the year. And, you know, we, we all are, you know, it's, it's been trying times this, this year in particular, and, you know, things have just kind of caught up with him, so he probably won't be joining us for the majority of this season, which is a, a bit of a shame, but, you know, we wish, absolutely wish him well. And hopefully we'll have him on a couple of times throughout the season. It'd be quite nice to, you know, get, have him to have a couple of hours of free time. But um, he's been ably replaced... Um, by Jevon from the Robocast Newsweek podcast. Hey. Jevon, you, you, you've, you've stepped up to the big time, my guy. I have. What's up, Very big <laughs> shoes to fill. And I, uh, yeah, I, I hope I do everyone proud. I'm Having done sort of doing new stuff, it's, it's helpful that I have a little bit of insight. Clearly, I won't have as much insight as the guests on this, but um, yeah, it'll be, uh, I hope I add something. <laughs> that, is, that is my goal here. I'm sure you will do. You'll, we'll sure you will, you'll do fine. Yeah. Well, I, I've always, we, we've got Steve the American Killjoy joining us and obviously hey. the world of Woodrow. And we have a guest. You may have heard him a little bit um, <laughs> at the start here. Introduce yourself, sir. Oh, oh me? Oh, hey. Uh, Ed, Ed Robinson. Charco. Hi. It's, it's good to have <laughs> you back, Obviously, we didn't get to see you much last season due to you arriving fairly late in the day. Um, but you're here as a full-time competitor again for 2020. How have you this been? This is my first time being a full-time competitor since the Comedy Central run back at Treasure Island. Wow. Wow. <laughs> last time I was an actual competitor at BattleBots, yep. Wow. Eh? And you've, you've brought Sharko back slightly different to how we've seen it in the past. Obviously, you had in the, in the past, you know, a vertical spinner set up on Sharkopri, and this time a lifting, clamping jaw. Um, why the change? Well, the old Charco was made from junk. It was a propane tank set on its side and a couple wheelchair motors. And we always just built with what we had in the shop and had a pretty good record. It's better than 50-50 on a win-loss. But we came into a little bit of money and John designed this really fancy weapon system that was all pneumatic with quick release valves. And we spent big money on big Black Max motors. And we built a whole brand new robot for this season. And it is spectacular. I mean, you see, it was nice to actually have money to build a robot with. Yeah, <laughs> you you see it, you know, going around the <laughs> arena, and it, it looks like a great white shark in there. Like a lot of the old one didn't, of course, but it it looks the part. As you know, you always put together a beautiful looking machine. Thank you, um, thank you. Well, sharks that don't bite suck. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so no. we had to bite. We built them until we had lots of big bite. Absolutely. Um, obviously, you mentioned John, of course. Uh, it was mentioned in the episode, obviously, he, he did sadly pass away um, over the course of the year. Was it particularly difficult for you going into BattleBots with a new team? Because obviously, you've been with John for the better part of two decades fighting robots. Well, Zach and his buddy who were there with me, the, you know, Zach used to drive. He built and drove Deviled Egg a couple seasons ago. Oh, really? Yeah, and I, I beat him with uh, Sharko and that rumble against him and Kraken when I knocked them both out. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, so we so we became friends, and he visited me when I was out at Slab City, and when everything happened, I'm like, I need somebody to help me wrangle the bot. So him and his buddy came together and showed up there to help me wrangle the bot. And I tell you what, it was a godsend to have him there. I could not do that all by myself, but 
it's a 250 pound robot moving that thing around and getting all the parts here and everything else i just i couldn't do it by myself and i wasn't coming because i was by myself and zach and his buddy stepped in so it, it was really great to have him there absolutely and uh, you know regardless of the situation obviously it, it is great to have you back on the show and you know seeing seeing Sharko fight because you never you never disappoint in terms of entertainment regardless if you win or lose you always bring the show i think that's the main thing we're there, we're there to have fun we're there to inspire people to have more fun i mean look at what we got we got rusty coming in this year <laughs> we'll get to rusty we will get yeah to rusty. definitely you know? much to say. <laughs> absolutely what, what a what a wonderful thing that is but um awesome yeah let's let's talk about the first fight of BattleBots 2020. Who'd have thought we'd have actually got here? Um, the first fight yeah. is between <laughs> Whiplash and Sawblaze, two teams from the top eight of last season. Um, th- this is a rare thing. I think it's fair to say it. I think Whiplash made a mistake. I, I, you know, it's, it doesn't happen very often. Do tell. <laughs> but I, I think that the... The wedges that they went for, the kind of flat surfaces, I get the idea what they were going for, but mm-hmm. they had no ground. They had so much ground clearance and Sawblaze just exploited yeah. that. And, yeah. you know, not, not that, you know, Sawblaze make many mistakes. You know, that team is so well-oiled. They've made the top four in the past. They're, they're so yeah. experienced, especially now. You know, they've taken this machine so far. It, it seems like a bit of a, almost a lapse of judgment. I, I, don't, I think they underestimated how good Sawblaze's yeah. weapon was going to be. So I believe um, they they sacrificed the the ground clearance to add uh, shock mounted top armor to uh, to ah. balance it out. They knew that their tops were going to be um, what Sawblaze was going to be aiming for. I mean, it's it's the nature of the weapon. Is, yeah. Um, mm. So yeah, shock shock mounting the top armor was probably a good call, but um, as we saw, uh, Sawblaze made short work of it. It didn't really anyway. matter. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. It, 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 the weight distribution kind of became a problem here where you got these these two front pieces that were... I, I, we, we do understand that the purpose of those was to... And, and Pete Abramson kind of went over it where the idea was that it was going to get caught up and hit those little uh, Uprights. yellow potato chip things. I think it worked um, a couple and, of times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, it was supposed to... That, that was the way it was supposed to work. The problem is what, ha- what, what happens when Sawblaze gets to your side. And if, you, if you've seen any fight of Sawblaze or Megatron, for that matter... It's it's gonna beat you to your yeah. side. It's gonna get underneath you. I mean, Jameson's got that ground game Very well nailed driven. down. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a match so, of two I mean, drivers, wasn't it? As well, those two are just oh yeah, uh, the, you know, probably the cream of the crop in terms of driving ability and drivability for their machines. Um, and obviously, you were kind of in and around the arena at this point. You know, what, what, what did you make of Whiplash and Sawblaze? You know, two high-end machines. It's fair to say. <laughs> I was up in the audience. I was. I stake around for the first four matches in the audience. Up in the what those opera on oh, the pods. Yes, they were nice. They were, they were yeah, fun, they, they were awesome. We were, it was like completely beautiful view. Three monitors. We had uh, stage production assistants bringing us water. It was so totally <laughs> awesome up there. The the fight, watching it from that place and in that position, was amazing. It really yeah. it was just really a high high action, very well paced fight. Every time you brought that blade down, we were just screaming. It was so impressive. Like, that weapon didn't do anywhere. Like, it, it did some damage to Son of Waiachi last season, cutting the, the arms, if you like. Some damage. It, it, it almost, it, we thought it retired it, Sam. Well, yeah. Yeah, for, okay. okay. It, it did some significant damage to Son of Waiachi. Like, the the well, levels. They figured out after the energy transfer when it first hits to shut it off. 
it never keeps spinning. They hit, stop it, bring it back and reset it. Because yeah. after that initial hit, all the energy's gone. Right, after that yeah. point, you're just going to get hurt. Yeah. And they drove it beautifully. They hit, yeah. brought it back and reset. Hit, brought it back and reset. And that's the, the thing. Uh, yeah. One of the benefits of having uh, something like Megatron on the low weight class that they can test out this sort of design and they can learn how to drive it better and then they can scale it up and i think this is one of the robots that it really does scale up well for um yeah and you know it's it it worked it worked superbly and um i i called whiplash before this uh this episode aired and you know i i feel quite silly seeing as i was backing sawblaze at one point this year and knowing we were going into a season so um yeah, I, I'm kind of hinging myself, really. For, for, uh... It's fight number one. There's plenty of times to catch back up. Eh? Oh, yeah, definitely. I do, I do also think as well, like, as, as was mentioned already, you know, Sawblaze was so well driven. I think if you look at last season, when they changed this new kind of, I think it was last season they changed the brushless, wasn't it, Sawblaze? Yeah, they were brushless hipster last season. And this year they've had a, a year to kind of refine it and make it even better than it was before. You you look at Sawblaze now, okay, it's one fight. Okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but it's right. going to be so hard to beat. It's just such a big, scary machine. And it has a dangerous weapon. It's got it all. Yeah. Oh, man. And it's it, it's really interesting, too, because I know early in our preview, we, we talked a little bit about these two weapons, these two bots with weapons that can score points, but rarely had that knockout punch. I mean, well, with Sawblaze and, and Wayachi, that was a whole separate thing, but it, it kind of pulled Wayachi apart. It wasn't just like a couple big hits. It wasn't like tombstone-level hits, no. but like a couple hits in your your history. Um, so with, with Sawblaze, like it, it slowly pulls you apart. And I think we did see that in this fight where over time, it just started getting more and more hits on. And then there was that one kill shot. I mean, there's there there wasn't really much that could be done there. So we all have extra armor Unfortunately. on the top. Yeah, as, <laughs> unfortunately as a result, for Maddie, yeah. it didn't work out. No. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a shame. The top is never that protected. Most bots don't attack the top, so you just don't armor the top that well. Mm. Right. Yeah, it's it's a shame for Whiplash because obviously they've they've had a they had a, such a good season last year in the um in the fight nights. They've started off with a loss, which you know they only, I think they only lost to Witch Doctor was it last year. I'm fairly sure they're going to recover. Uh, Let's face it, they're they're just yeah. they're too good. They're too good. Yeah. I suppose at this point we should move on to fight two, shouldn't we? Um, which yes. is Mad Catter and Fusion. Oh, I wish Anderson was here because when he said that Fusion was a fireworks box, I don't know if he meant literally. <laughs> <laughs> that did come to mind. Oh, yeah. man. I mean, I, I will say this. Okay, Mad Catter did very well. They took the hits extremely well. They drove well. They kept the pressure on. This was Fusion's fight for me. I, you know, you saw the panels flying off of Mad Cat, I, I know it's sacrificial armor. Yeah. Bear with me. There's, there is logic to my madness again. Uh-huh. It did seem as though the weapon of Mad Cat did die. And I do think Fusion, had it not set itself on fire, would have eventually won the fight. I don't think that Mad Cat had an answer for it. With that said, Fusion being a new robot, you know, we've discussed already, you know, new robots robot being. Yeah. yeah, you know, you need to get things in the, in the swing of things. You know, Fusion didn't really have the opportunity to to be tested and what have you, and now it's it it, it sits at zero and one. It lost to Mad Catter. Mad Catter was the more reliable machine, and therefore took the hits. The more complicated you get, the more complex it is to build. No, mm. uh, big time. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. was that that was pretty clear this time. Uh, I mean, 
with uh, and, and Pete Pete brought it up later in the episode where it, to to simplify it for watchers of the show, uh, Robo- Robot Combat is a a little bit of rock paper scissors. I mean, it's more complicated than that. Right. But you have your your rocks, which are your big defenses, like your ducks and stuff like that, who have a little bit of weapon weapon capability, but they're they're basically made to take a beating. You have your your paper, which are your flippers, ones that try to get around and try to try to dominate you in other ways rather rather than just destroy you. And then you have your scissors, like your your tombstones, your bite force, your swayachis, stuff like that. Uh, this was like watching a rock up up against like clown scissors, like huge clown scissors. <laughs> like, like this, this, this was one of those, like, like you, you, you don't expect weapon power like this at, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's, they say it's the first robot to, to, to do a, uh, a vertical and a horizontal. Crazy coupe ACA is supposed to know your location. Yes. I was going to, I was going <laughs> to say, I knew there was a robot wars robot that totally did it, but maybe not to this, no. to this degree <laughs> to compare uh, crazy coupe 88 diffusion is a massive injustice to- <laughs> yeah, that, that's just not no but with with the wyachi bots it's it's really <laughs> it's fusion at home with the wyachi bots it's interesting <laughs> it's interesting because they have this they are full-blown like they, they they know how to make weapons powerful that much is clear but i think guys yeah. they're doing yes definitely but it seems like when they come up against something that can really hit the hit them back it seems that with, with, with their with their armoring, it could use a little bit of improvement, possibly, because it seems to the sides of their robots. Hydra last year, as soon as it met something that could hit it, that was that was game. So it's it, it's going to be interesting to see Fusion throughout the season. I know it's a rookie bot from a veteran team, but it'll be interesting to see how they rebound from this because uh, Mad Catter drove a perfect fight, aside from losing its side panel, which was the one mistake it made in this fight. Uh, but it, it it boxed rushed, which was a great strategy. That was so uh, fast as well. Too. So yeah. fast. Oh, it was incredible. You know, and they've they've obviously you know learned a lot of lessons from last season, where obviously you know they're an experienced team in their own right, but they've they've turned up with a, a machine which is now a lot more competitive than Mad Catter last year. I mean, it's, and, it's worth saying they took this design to uh, to China with them for for King of Bots and, yes. and managed to run it in a bit there as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. This this is going to be one to to really keep an eye on. Perhaps the the dark horses last season maybe didn't show off what the team is capable of. This very much does. Um, the driver of Mad Catter recently, like last weekend, won uh, the Norwalk Havoc event, didn't he? With Links. Yeah, it's um, a master, uh, driver. So he's is a superb driver, and uh, it's a it's a really good bot. Not not just an art bot, not just a competitive robot. It's an all round good robot i was gonna say uh ed you're uh you're a big guy i don't know if i'd call it an art bot yeah, well, well at least well, okay at least the design on the it's front a hybrid it's <laughs> yeah it's painted artistically yeah absolutely like, you are right it's not it's not an art bot it's, it's very much a you know a competitive robot with, that looks beautiful with the with the yeah. paintwork yeah, on the front yeah yeah that's exactly right it's very artistically done yeah yeah, yeah. it is gorgeous and uh hopefully the smile off the cat's face won't be wiped off anytime soon I know. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I suppose we should move to fight number three, which was between uh, Axe Backwards and uh, Malice. Uh, we got two fires in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing very well. Devin's been the pits, right and I got to see the bot after the fight. It was amazing. Um, <sighs> this is what yeah. happens when you put fuel in a place where it can be easily hit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, do you remember when? Um, 
remember when Warhead set uh, complete control on fire? Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. It, it was kind of like that. <laughs> it was literally like that. Oh, axe back. They blew the tank. They hit the fuel tank and it boom. Yes. It, it did go yes. boom. <laughs> it really did. Axe back. Don't you like when things go boom? Oh, I love when things go boom. There was some dispute boom, over whether um whether axe backwards had flamethrowers on the back, but I'm glad to know that it was just it exploded and that's yeah, yeah. Was literally it exploded. It was a mystery. It was a mystery a little bit when when they showed us that preview that that trailer. We're like, mm. where is this fire coming from? Because at, at, at this point, we didn't know that axe backwards had flamethrowers until now. Yeah, uh, we figured like, year. oh, malice. Yeah, malice has a minibot that has flamethrowers because <laughs> that's a thing that robot fight, fighting teams do. But no, it was <laughs> it was completely um, different. And wow, uh, it was. It was something, wasn't it? I mean, don't get me wrong. Again, Axe Backwards bringing the spectacle. It's an incredibly oh, yeah. complicated machine. Love those guys. Uh, it's just, uh, it frustrates me how, it, like, they haven't had a fight, really. For, for me, I think they've won once in the past t- uh, two seasons, which, okay, yeah, fair enough. But they haven't fought anything, for me, that really suits their them to fight because they always get given a horizontal and the horizontal just always just peels it apart right. it? Yeah. or or mammoth you know or mammoth or, well or mammoth that. was very fortunate i think with the, yeah. <laughs> the hit that it got they've had two spectacular first round fights though i will say that both yeah. two, bo- both are quite memorable for the different different reasons entirely um away from axe backwards i have to say congratulations to malice because mm-hmm. they are a new team you Good know Lord, as, as, much that as, thing. as much as they've you know got experience from being at battlebots before with um with Bunny being on the Shatter team last season, and I think she's been on other teams as well in the past. Yeah, mm-hmm. Malice is now is her baby, or that team's baby, and mm-hmm. it's very clear that you know I think they were due to compete earlier in the year when before COVID kind of took over the yeah. world and stopped everything. Mm-hmm. But it's clear that they've carried on working on it, and for a first timer, it did very well. It, it did the damage that they set out to do. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. They've yeah. invented a new weapon type as well in the drumette. <laughs> um, it's, yeah. Is it a drumette? Is it a disc? Where, where does it lie on your scale, Jevin? You, you made a scale for this. I mean, it, it defies the scale. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what if I were to put Minotaur's drum sideways? What would you call that? Shame. Drum? <laughs> <laughs> I'd call it put me back on my wheels, I think. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a peculiar thing. It's it's certainly a different weapon type, and yes. I don't think it is anything like we have seen before. Um, I, I've heard it referred to as a disc, as a drum, as all sorts of things, but I think it is definitely its own thing. Uh, it makes it's Malice scary. be more unique in that in that way, uh, which is yeah. which is really good to see because you know it's difficult to make a spinning weapon different to the others these days. I mean. Fusion does it by bringing two and one of them being a triangle. Axe Backwards does it by being a full-bodied drum. Um, but, you know, horizontals are sort of... We know what to expect now. And, um, and yeah. the fact that they've brought something a little bit different to the table is, is really encouraging to see. And, I was going to um, say, if, if you put Mad Catter next to Warhawk from last season and take the paint off and ask someone who doesn't know Robot Combat to tell the difference, they're just going to be like, they're the same thing. Same vibe, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, we've we talked about that lineage before. Yeah, we have. Let's, yeah. let's, not, let's not go there again. The well, yeah. well, speaking let's not of, fall down that rabbit hole. Speaking, speaking of, of rabbits. I believe, I believe Malice's web. Doesn't Malice's disc come from Warhawk? 
don't. I'm I'm fairly su- I'm fairly sure I've heard that, that. No, it's much bigger, Sam. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it, I'm I'm sure I've heard someone say it, it came from another robot from which maybe had it as a the cad. Maybe. That's what I was just about to say. I think the cad might have. They just stretched it a couple inches. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, it's not the only one they have. They have other no, they ones. Have they have the, other kinds of weapons. A purple yeah. weapon that they've made okay. as well. I believe they made. That was one of the things that they were able to do with the extra few months. Um, okay, make more weapons. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So um, yeah, I have to say, I was um, upset. Apparently, um, the uh, the rivalry between Kurt and Bunny uh, was all prearranged and everything, and they cut a lot of Kurt's down to make it just look oh, like Bunny man. was having a go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Uh, Storytelling, eh? Uh, I want to I, I, I see Angry TV Kurt because he's such a nice guy in person. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to ham it up so much, and it's, I don't, I don't know. I appreciate it, but man. <laughs> it, it is a shame for Kurt that you know once again he starts off the season with with a defeat. Uh, but uh, at what point do you start asking? Well, they did. You know, they said this on the show, didn't they? They did say on the show, yeah. you know, when do when do you start looking at the design and thinking this isn't working? What do I do? Um, yep. Realist, if, if it was me, you know, I would give it to the end of this season and say, okay, I've tried this. It hasn't worked. Yeah. Time to move on. But like, yeah. it is unique. That's the thing. It will, it will always mm. be welcome at BattleBots because it is so different to everything else. And I, I appreciate that. But I, at the same time, there's being unique and there's being unique for unique's sake. <laughs> there, there comes a point where it's just think, uh, maybe I should try to... I wouldn't know it. anything about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Ed, never change. <laughs> uh, let's move on to fight yeah. number four between Bloodsport and Scorpios, two teams that ended at three and one last season but didn't make it into the top 16. Um, madness. Bloodsport is something to be feared, isn't it? Oh, yes. Having fought him in person, uh, I was going to say, not to be trifled with. You yeah. fought last season um, in one of the basement fights, didn't you? Um, obviously, yep, that yep. was a slightly less refined version of Bloodsport than we saw today. Um, and it, oh, that was the it, original Sharkoprian that was built out of propane tanks, too. <laughs> well, would you like a rematch? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, I don't have a robot, so I'd have to jump in the arena myself. Uh, I, I reckon you could take really it. That would be a good idea. <laughs> you swallowed swords for a living, I reckon you could swallow this. It'd be no problem. Yeah, possibly. I'll yeah. in my belly. <laughs> um, well, Scorpius couldn't handle it in the end, could they? I mean, they're notorious for being able to take hits yeah. as well, which is amazing. Um, and Bloodsport just slowly pull, pulled it peeled apart. Peeled them. Yeah. Peeled them like a grape. Do you peel grapes? I don't Billy know grapes. If you peel grapes. <laughs> you do when you're peeling grapes. <laughs> you know. That's a fruit, isn't it? If you're peeling it is, but it's a... you, do, you sit around peeling grapes and eating them while you lay on the couch. Yeah, that'll be fair. <laughs> You can do surgery. You do, you Jeff. Anyway, um, <laughs> Bloodsport Scorpios. I mean, what is there to say other than Scorpios? They they tried their best, and they could, they did get underneath Bloodsport a couple of times. I again, much like Whiplash, I think they made the wrong weapon choice here. Um, hmm. I think Bloodsport did a perfect weapon choice. They did, oh, yeah, hundred yes. percent. I'm glad they made a note of this too. This is what's nice about having Pete Boxside is that he can actually explain why teams made certain decisions, and yeah, that's going to be a really great insight. Where we had a little this, telephone this a right back there, and we, we could call him right before the fight and tell him what our strategy <laughs> right? was. Absolutely, <laughs> and that was it's one of the uh, the criteria this year, isn't it? That you you have to announce your strategy yes. uh, before you go in. Um, it goes so, yeah. in as part of the judging. 
if you go in and say, I'm going to try to attack the side, I'm going to attack the side, and you never attack the side, the it's judges the count that against you. Mm, yep. Interesting. So it makes having, it almost gives it a bit more to, to do on TV as well. Instead of just saying, having the strategy section because the Roboteers already had that before, but actually then having somebody like Pete there to, to almost relay that information in a way yeah. that's understandable is, is really good to see. Great yep. for the audience watching. It's really it's great. great. So whenever you watch a sport in a, I don't know, particularly in the US, because I don't really watch American sports too much, I'm very sorry. But like when, when you're watching, for example, soccer on a Monday night, you have Gary Neville and um, Jamie Carragher. They're at this, they've got this you know, screen analyzing the way that the players are playing football, playing whatever sport. This is the BattleBots equivalent. And, you know, it's, it's yeah. showing, it's explaining to the audience why teams are doing what they're doing instead of just, this is what they're doing. This is why right. they're doing it. It's, it's another yeah. yep. layer of information to make the experience just that little bit better than it was before. And yeah. I think the inclusion of, of Pete, the bot whisperer, phenomenal. Absolutely yep. great stuff to, to add to the, uh, the whole experience. I think they should have showed him more. They didn't show him enough. <laughs> yeah, I think they showed him for the, for the main fights, didn't they? The first fight and the yeah. last fight. And that was pretty much yeah. it. But yeah. yep. I want to see more of them. Yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll uh, be able to see more of Peter throughout the series. But um, back to the fight, fight. If, if I may. I mean, <laughs> Scorpius, again, much like Whiplash, I think they chose the wrong weapon because if you see, yeah. they had them against the wall at one point and the saw was bent. Yeah. I don't see Bloodsport, as much as Bloodsport has this amazing weaponry and amazing power behind it this year, I don't see them bending the disc. If that makes sense. I think the disc not, is, is... Not as easily. No, um, exactly. That one, yeah. Yeah, the the uh, the even if they'd have used the uh, the flamethrower grappler, I think either that or the the uh, hammersaw, yuck. Um, then they uh, they they'd have stood more of a chance. They they potentially with the with the hammersaw could have taken out the the Shremek, uh, and you could see in the fight, Bloodsport were going over had they kept their spinner on and they turned it off, um, which. You know, excellent thinking on the spot. Yeah, give it a rest. Yeah, this is the same thing with Bloodsport last year where, like, they need time for this thing to cool off. It must generate so much heat or pull so much current or whatever the case. They don't want to burn their speed controllers out. Uh, But, I mean, it's... Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that either, would I? Oh, dear me. Oh, well. Maybe the choice of the stall was to maybe, like, do, like, a Red Devil where score points with Sparks... Uh, I think another thing as well was you know. I think they they struggled to counter the the disc because I think the disc I think the reason they chose the disc was because it offered more protection to the top. Right. Yeah. Um, Bloodsport. That's why they chose it because obviously if they choose the tri bar. There's three big, nice, juicy gaps for Scorpius to get their weapon in. Whereas mm-hmm. the the blade, the disc, even if it stops, it's still armor. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's got it's got something in the way of you know, Scorpius's yeah. sword, which which worked in their favor. I wonder if they they didn't know what Bloodsport were going to do, and they they put on what they thought they would do best with, and then when you get it to the box, they've gone, oh dear, they've got a disc on. Um, yeah, because that can be changed at the very last minute, right before you weigh in. Mm. <laughs> Works out. Well, hey, they got more fights coming up. They'll make up for it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that Scorpius is a you know well-oiled team at this point. They've been around the block a few times. Uh, speaking of teams that have been around the block a few times, two very experienced teams in crap, <laughs> Crapton Shredderator. I'm so sorry. Oh dear. <laughs> wow, Sam. I take it. Are we going to have to cut that one? Or are we leaving that in? We'll leave it in because it was a genuine mistake. I'm so sorry. Oh, Captain Shredderator. 
And look, well, if you look at his record going in, it was like two and nine. Uh, I, I do you know what my heart genuinely goes out to the Narves because you yeah. know you can say what you want about you know, them as a team. You know they've you know they have their critics online and what have you. Yeah. Captain Shredderator is a dangerous <laughs> robot. You do not want it's to. So funny when you say Brian Narva, everybody goes. Uh. And I, that's that's what I mean, right? You know, pe- people will have their opinions on on the guy. I don't really have any interest either way, but. Captain Shredderator is a robot with so much potential, and it, every time it goes in the arena, you get something spectacular. You know, if it loses spectacular, yep. or if it wins spectacular, it's, it's a show. It brings a show. And they had mm-hmm. Lockjaw on the ropes. I didn't. They, they, they were the, doing so well. It, it it was it was it was like Shredderator of old. Like it it was just it was doing exactly what you would expect the shell spinner to do. Just I don't believe yeah. that even Tombstone broke their. Uh, wedge. Rear, no. rear wedge when they fought yeah. last. Um, and he and, took it right off. Yeah, yes. it was a clean snap oh, cut God. and done. Um, yeah, that it was. It was impressive. I think Captain Shredderator this year they've they've taken it all back to 2003. I believe they were saying. Yes. Um, and this is when Captain Shredderator was being the beast that it's known to be. Um, so yeah, it's. I think it stands. A chance this year of, of you know doing some proper damage and, and upsetting a few teams who maybe thought that it was an easy ride. I don't think Captain Shredderator is an easy ride. Oh gosh, no, no. You anybody that calls him and thinks it's going to be an easy fight, they shouldn't be thinking that. No, he no. seems to have a hard time against vertical spinners, though. I will say that it's vertical spinners with with pokey bits out the front. Like if you well, can just get underneath that shell. You, yeah. you, say this, flying. you say this, I don't remember the last time Captain Shredderator had a fight that wasn't a vertical spinner. It's interesting, isn't it? So they had, obviously they had Lockjaw here. They had, who did they have last year? Well, I know they fought Vanquish in 18. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up. Um, let's, well, well, while I'm at it, uh, think of something to talk about. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, it was it, it was nice to see <laughs> it was nice to see the more from Pete again, where we got to learn that this lockjaw is a completely different one. It's completely right. new from the ground up, brand new build. Uh, you wouldn't know if it looks exactly, almost exactly the same. Uh, but internally, hopefully this time we're not going to see him any lockjaw burn up fires where Donald's pushing it too hard <laughs> and it's just dying at the end of fights because it just can't take no more. Okay, but, there's a lot uh, of custom work in that robot. Yeah, a lot of stuff that they machine. Even the motors are one-offs. So I've managed to find its fight it. history uh, on the wiki. So they, the last, the, the, actually, their last fight of last season wasn't against a vert. It was Blacksmith. But okay. before that, they fought Black Dragon, which is a vert. Witch Doctor, which is a vert. One Who, which is a vert. Um, obviously, they fought Vanquish. They did fight Petunia, which is a crusher. Sub-Zero the Flipper. Uh, and Endgame. So... Generally speaking, they've had one, two, three, four out of their eight matches have been vertical spinners. So it doesn't really suit them. Um, obviously, nope. Black, I think they had an issue with Blacksmith, didn't they? Blacksmith pushed them into the, uh, pushed them over, didn't they? They tipped them over in the screws. Yeah. Petunia <laughs> um, got the lipo. Sub Zero. Uh, oh, that was it against Sub Zero. It was ba- it was battering Sub Zero, and then it just died right. on the spot, didn't it? That was it. Yeah. What, what was it? The mag was was the magnets that locked it to the ground. Was, I, yeah, I, I thought we had stuck figured on the that floor. out. It just got stuck to the floor. Yeah. And then that's why he took the magnets out. Oh, yeah. Man. 
They are just unlucky. I think they're just an unlucky team. Well, the end of this fight is obvious because obviously unlucky because they, they get sh- caught on the screw that dies. It just burns out. <laughs> and, and they and they show afterwards as well the reason why they weren't spinning after a certain point was because a tiny little it was like a little hair, wasn't it? This little pin. Yeah, come yeah that out. pin that was holding the break and disengaged. Oh dearie me. It's always well, something. The screws so now the screw didn't burn up. The what happens to the screws is they have a circuit breaker, so of a certain power level, they shut off because they burnt the oh. motor up and it's expensive. Mm. So now yeah, they so automatically noise. Yep. Uh, it's all automatic. They automatically reverse, and if the power is too much, they automatically shut off. Interesting. So just stay away from the screws. Stay away. That's the idea. Oh dear, poor old, uh, poor old Captain Shredderator. But Lockjaw, a win's a win for them. They'll take it. I think yeah. you know they're, you know they're always going to be there or thereabouts, aren't they? They're a, a good team these days. Uh, Donald mm. Hudson and Lockjaw. Let's talk about San Diego boys. That represent. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about our Lord and Savior, uh, Rusty. Yes, please. Rusty! Rusty. Um, now, I think it's fair to say that I didn't have them down to win this one because as much as Spork and well, is, is, a, is a unique design and something very different, I, I thought yeah. it had enough in its armory to defeat Rusty because Rusty, God bless it, it, it's not a fighter, it's a lover. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is everything I love about BattleBots. It's, yeah. it's great. I had a feeling you'd love this robot. Yeah. <laughs> of course. I mean, I've been building out a junk for my entire career. It's, I mean, it's amazing. It, mm-hmm. it is something special. It is something special. And just, just the way it looks. Like, again, I mentioned when we did our preview, it's like it's got lost on the way to work and it's just somehow ended up in the <laughs> battle box and it's, it's now having to fight its way to survive, basically. I can um, see the anime coming out. <laughs> yeah. it's like mad max 3 no way out once you're in <laughs> well i also I, I also loved as well um i believe the, the builder is it dave eaton is it it is yes, yes. I, I saw some of the pictures that he was posting of him eating like, popcorn out of rusty's head <laughs> with rusty covered in blankets watching the battle box with him it's just so beautiful it's i love it i love it and um, rusty it worked, and it self-righted. Yeah. I, I didn't believe. That was amazing. It was a very chomp-style self-right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. sort of more controllable, somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's funny you, you said that you didn't uh, think that Rusty would win this one, because I did. And uh, I'm just going to lord that over you. And um, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Yeah, no, Rusty, I absolutely adore it. Um, I'm amazed things. how well he gets around on those tracks. It is oh, yeah. so fast. Ah. It's it's so fast that Dave David was ah. struggling to um control it a bit. Well, uh, there is something about Rusty uh, internally that you may not know, Jevon. Uh, Rusty is brushless. I did know. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, brushless tracks. <laughs> brushless tracks. <That's> awesome. <laughs> it's so dumb. U.S. military, take note. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um. It's a shame for Sporkadoc, um, yeah. because I think they had the fight under control. Um, I don't know yeah. what happened to them. If you have the information, Ed, uh, it'd be quite nice to know. Sporkadoc? Yeah, did, do you know what happened to them? Or No, I was actually getting ready for my fight standing in line right now. Oh. Well, right now, during the episode, yeah. I was standing in line waiting for my fight. Oh, wow. Uh, I wonder so, if it was some sort of drain on the power they seem to be struggling to get that lifter back down 
and whether that, well, that broke pretty quick into the fight. I watched the fight on the TV show. Yeah, yeah that broke pretty quick into the fight. It just quit yeah. working. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was like one it's interesting. That was it. Yeah, yeah. It it's interesting watching the fight back. I've watched it back at least once or twice uh, to kind of figure out what went wrong with Sporkinok. And I the lifter just quit. The lifter quit, and there was a point in the fight where the wheels just aren't on the ground anymore. So yeah. I was mm-hmm. I was wondering oh, whether yeah. or not yeah. the lift bent something or bent part of the frame that their wheels are now not touching as, as good as they were. It seemed like the, so, the left wheel was stopped, the right set were going round. I wondered if yes. they'd managed to get high centred on... Because Rusty had, went like. into the match with four front forks and it came out with yes. two or three. I right. wonder if it may have got high centred on one of them even. It looks to me like it was yes. high centred in the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, we've seen it in the past. Like you know, it, Tombstone's chain high centered it. Like it's just a yeah. tiny, tiny little piece of metal, but it, it, it's yeah, enough it to take much. exactly. It's enough to you know, unless you've got giant wheels like Ed. But <laughs> you know, it's it, it's not it's not a difficult thing to do to high center one of these things. You know, they're set up in such a way where they're optimized to run in perfect right. conditions. As soon as that is varied, you're in trouble. <laughs> and yeah, and in this case, that is a huge was part of building a robot is that ground clearance, massive yeah. part. Yeah, and a lot of teams are making the most of the flat floor for once. Um, yes. Yes. Well, it is so, still flat. Much to the much to the TV shows' uh, distaste, because you know they, they're not fond. I, I know that both Greg and Trey aren't very necessarily fond of people kind of taking advantage of the ground game as like I don't know, you know, because wedges wedges do what wedges do, and I mean wedges do yeah. be like that i do, I yeah. do find it quite ironic that you know the, the people that build the wedgiest wedge once upon a time yes and i thought <laughs> about that too <laughs> uh, but i feel uh well, i feel yeah go, go, uh, go ahead Ed. it's it's a winning strategy but it's not television strategy yes you're correct not, you're not that, that, that's a wedge it's effective but not entertaining i think that's exactly yep i suppose we must move on to ed your time to shine. Sharkoprian uh, and Smee. Ah. <laughs> it didn't quite go to plan. Um, talk us through it. Uh, well, at first, when the match started, I noticed immediately that my, door, my anal fins, which are like wheelie bars that keep the front end down on the ground, I did not tighten them up going into the fight. So as soon as I hit the gas, the front end came an inch off the ground. Right. Every time I went forward, my front end came an inch off the ground. I never mm-hmm. could get under him. No matter what mm-hmm. I tried, as soon as I hit the gas, my front end went up and I couldn't get under him. Mm. Well, that's, now, that, that's going to that's gonna cause issues. Yeah, it, that, is, <laughs> yeah. That, is, that does limit, especially because your weapon is now, okay, yes, it's a crusher, but I think primarily it is a lifter, isn't it? It is primarily a lifter and inside is a big wedge. It's part, I mean, there's a huge wedge inside and the tip of it's a wedge. And my wedge mm-hmm. wasn't on the ground. And mm-hmm. that immediately put you at a disadvantage. Obviously, Smee had the... I mean, Smee is the biggest wedge. <laughs> it's a pretty massive wedge. Before, yeah. before we carry on any further, can I just appreciate the fact that they had literally a dining room table wheeling this oh thing into the, <laughs> to the arena. <laughs> and it just kept coming. There's just more and more of it. And it's heavy duty, man. You don't, Because of the size of it, you'd think it'd be a little less substantial. That thing is a monster. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so big. Yeah. And, you know, credit to the team for putting something like that together. It, 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 like, yeah. Obviously, they have success in the beetle weight, uh, weight class with Smee. I think they've done a featherweight as well, but a heavyweight. It's hard to scale up. It's so, I mean, I think the, the wedge as well is like so many inches thick. It's ridiculous. It's crazy <laughs> thick. 
is dumb. I, I poked a couple holes in it. I actually broke one piece. They had to take it out. So then I lost a couple of E's. <laughs> <laughs> you stole their E's off them. How could I, I ate a couple of E's, yeah. <laughs> that means uh, it's gone down to 20 now. And yeah. uh... <laughs> No, no, no. Just... What happened, just over halfway through, uh, because it was a pushing match, I lost the speed control on the right side. Yeah, one I was going to be asking spin. about that. Yeah, I was, was going to ask my, about that, yeah. My last five fights, I have finished with one wheel for over half the fight. Goddamn. Yeah, no fun at all. I was going to say, because yeah. I, I thought maybe because they had that, those two little spinners going, and they, and they were actually doing a fair little bit. There was a little bit of tire that was being chewed up a tiny little bit, but I was wondering can I, if can it... Can I brag on my tires? Go, go, go right go ahead. For it. Those, the, really, those tires, I designed and built those, and those things just are amazing. They, they took a little bit of cosmetic damage. They weren't hurt at all. I had to replace a little bit of rubber. Oh, it wow. was nothing. Those things are just amazing tires. Mm. So it wasn't the weaponry of Smee that, that killed your drive then? It was just no, the... they didn't hurt me at all with the weapon. Nothing. They had a little bit of cosmetic damage on the tires. Okay. The speed yeah. control burnt up, and it was mounted upside down. It got so hot, it melted the solder. The MOSFETs literally fell out of the body. And we're laying inside the bottom of the robot. Oh no! At the end of the fight, I'm pulling out electrical components, going, "Huh, that shouldn't be there." Oh, yeah. that shouldn't be there. <laughs> we bought a speed control off of the um, mammoth guys. Okay. Bought uh, a okay. cobra off of them. Stuck it in there so we'd be ready for the next fight. That was the only awesome. damage. My speed controller burnt up. A little bit of cosmetic damage on the tires. But it's hard to fight with one wheel. I was waiting to get counted out. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it, it, yeah. It, yeah, it did seem like throughout the fight you were you were trying to you were desperately trying to get some angle to get underneath them, but you couldn't quite get the right approach. And because they're they're floppy, if you like, and they go around you, there was no way of getting around them and attacking it them. Looks, the it's a good looking bot, but when they get around you like that, it looks like they're it doing damage, great. whether they are or not. It's, it's, yep. I think the way the way that they described it was like kind of like a like a snake. Like you know, yeah. like, a, like a boa, like a boa constrictor. constrictor. Yeah, yeah, they they get around you and they just kind of squeeze you to death and, and cause you to have problems and not be able to fight yeah. your fight. That's that they're an irritant. And if they yeah. can turn up the weapons, they got a killer robot there. They need to turn up mm -hmm. those weapons a little bit though. And mm -hmm. I, I believe they had problems. If, I remember talking to someone and said that they had a lot of issues with the weapons in the first place. They didn't think they were going to run at all. Right. They just put um, some three D printed gears in there right before the fight because they didn't have any spares. Yeah, correct. Wow. So th yeah, they, they, they made they, some right there in the pits for the three D printer and stuck them in and ran. Awesome, crazy. And that's why they were they, so surprised that the weapons ran the whole fight. Yeah. <laughs> now it makes sense. Well, all they ever hit was rubber, so there was rubber, never really any steel contact with the weapons. Mm. Uh, they were perfectly sized. They just hit the tires every single time they came in. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I feel yeah. like they are token weapons on Smee, bearing in mind that their their main game plan is to surround yeah. and push. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. They're there to hit the active weapon rule. Yeah. Yes. And one thing that we really noticed in this fight is that Smee does a really good job, and the, the Beetleweight does it too. It does a really good job of shrinking the arena, basically oh, man, limiting it was hard you. To drive. Yeah, limiting you to a, 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 a. They limited you to like a corner of the arena for a good portion of that fight. That and was when my speed control blew up and I couldn't get out of the corner and they were just right there, man. It was pretty. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's it's a it's a really neat machine. It was nice to see the rear of Smee finally because it was a mystery <laughs> to kind of figure out how the heck is this thing going to drive. So it's got springs yeah. on all mm. 
oh, there's, yeah, well, now it makes sense. We're now like when it hits something, it's going to wrap around. And when it backs up, it'll, those springs relax and it's able to drive. Now it, it's like it clicked finally because I'd and never seen a real they had picture big, of it. Heavy duty springs on it originally and they were so strong that it wouldn't even bend. They had to take all those springs <laughs> off and put all new ones on that were less. Hey. Whatever works. I mean, Overbuilt. I say it, it did work. Um, yeah. There is another thing that was mentioned in the um, in the broadcast, which I do actually need to ask you about. Obviously, I think they mentioned. I think it was before the fight that this was going to be your last go around, Ed. Um, mm -hmm. Is that true? Well, you know, as a lot of people know, I, I, because of everything that happened in my life, John and I were going to go sailing when he was going to get his cancer treatments, and then we were going to go sailing around the world, mm -hmm. and then he passed away. What happened was we got rid of everything. We closed our business down. We closed the shop down. We gave away most everything. We, he sold his house. I sold my motorcycle. We were going to go buy a sailboat in Florida and go on and hit the ocean and go sailing around the world. Mm -hmm. Passed away. And so all of a sudden I was there with nothing. I'm out in the desert in a friend's land and I got a half a robot. I couldn't make it. So I sold the robot to afford the trip there. And that means I sold the robot. So I no longer have Sharko. No, no more Sharko? No more Sharko. He is gone. Oh. He, he exists. He's now in Norwalk Havoc Robot Fighting League. He's yeah. that's, that's one thing. Yeah, that's one thing that's nice about this community that we're like, if somebody's going to sell the robot, and I said this to my dad when I was watching, with the, watching BattleBots today with him, I'm like, I, he's probably sold the robot, but to be honest with you, it's probably going to go to somewhere nice where people are always going to love it. You know, that's one of the things where like somebody's going to love it and it's going to stay in our group. Uh, yeah, so. it'll, it'll get a run out again. I'm, I'm fairly sure it, it will be seen again. Sure. Well, all the bins of spare parts that he's got. There's spare motors, spare speed controls, spare radios, tons of stuff for spare tires. He's got plenty of stuff to keep that thing running for two or three more seasons easily. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. But th that isn't the end for you, though, is it? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm working on a new robot, but like I said, right now I'm a hermit. I live in the desert. I'm employed. I, I'm self-employed now. I don't know if you know what a virtual worlds are. I'm sure I work in second life. Okay. I make robots. Cool. <laughs> they call me Botman. I build NPCs like werewolves and fairies for quests and things like that. If people Very want to cool. fight dragons, I build the dragon and I script it and animate it and everything. And that's how I make my living. It's not a lot because, you know, I'm making my money playing a video game. Come on. And I live in the desert. My shop is a little bitty four by six hut. I don't have a robot, but I'm building a new one out of trash. If it gets done in time, I'll be back. Mm. I don't think it's going to be done this year. So actually right now I don't have a robot. I don't have the money to build a robot. I don't think I'll be back at BattleBots next season. Oh, it's a shame, but... I say, at least we have another season of of um, Sharko to in, to enjoy, and hopefully we'll get to see a little bit more later on of uh, Sharko performing at, at its peak performance, because that's what we want to see, right? That's what we want to see, you know. That's a brand new robot. This is only his. Uh, he had fought twice in China and once here. That, that's only his third fight. Absolutely, it's a shame we didn't get to see it more um, in this fight, but you know, yeah. mitigating circumstances, uh, these things do happen. Hey, we had to make the judges do earn their living, you know. I was going to say, only this is the, only, the, three minutes. the only fight in this episode that went the full three. God damn. Yeah, yeah. somebody had to make the judges honest. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Keep them going. Well, let's talk about the final fight, the main events. The robots were Tombstone and Endgame. Endgame, of course, if you remember back in 2018, calling Tombstone out. Yeah. Um, yep. 
you know, that was on my um, my. Where's the cocky kids? Well, <laughs> they were back then. I don't think they can be called cocky kids now, considering the fact that what happened. Because goodness yeah. me, Tombstone, yeah. out of the arena, no less. There have yeah, been two was... occasions where I have been out of my seat and applauding a TV. Behemoth versus Apollo in Robot Wars Series Ten was one of them. This was the other. This was you. You don't do that to Tombstone. That's how dare you? Yeah, but at the yeah. same time, man, oh man, that is incredible. It's okay. One thing as well. I don't think Tombstone was actually mobile anyway. I think Tombstone no, was, I think dead. was dead. Yeah. Because you can see it kind of twitching. It wasn't. I don't think it was stuck in the screws. I think it was kind of twitching no. because it was it was dead. It was sort of rocking back and forth. Right, yeah. It, 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 it's almost like it was... Because it looked like it was dead on the right-hand side. And the left side, it's almost like where you drove an RC car too far away from your remote. And it's just... It, 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 that, like, that's the last signal it had. And it's still trying to go forward. But... Because it, it got stuck on, like, that... The, the part of the screw where, like, it's either protecting the mount or the motor uh, yeah, on that side. But, yeah. But two two or three hits and it was flying through the air. And I like, didn't get to see it. I was outside after my fight and all of a sudden the fight started. I heard him announce the fight starting and then like seconds later I hear all the builders screaming. Yep. I'm like, oh my God! What happened? I missed it. It was like, it's out of the arena, out of the arena. I was like, wow, Tombstone knocking out. No, no, Tombstone got knocked out of the arena. What a great hit. Right? I mean, Incredible. never saw that coming. It wasn't wow. even the easy bit of the arena to get him out of. No, it was. It was, oh. it was they got toasted. It was incredible. It was the duck. It was the part where duck got stuck. That's, yeah, that's, that's where it died. Toastered. Yeah, we call it getting toasted. Toasted. Wowie. I mean, I do feel a little bit smug because I've I've called Endgame to win the series, so I, I feel a little bit smug watching Tombstone uh, right, fly out the right, arena. It's fight number one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's saying nothing. Um, but <laughs> con- considering the amount of you know energy that they dished out, I mean, Endgame have been a really good run. They beat Cobalt at the end of last season. They did okay in the Desperado tournament. They lost to Minotaur, of course. They right. won their fight against Duck at the end of last season. There's a little bit of momentum going now, mm-hmm. which they haven't really had before. They they had that two fights back in 2018 where they won their first two fights. Fairly unfortunate, I think, to, uh, to lose to Bite Force the way they did, because they had the fight won. Yeah, Bite well, Force Everybody loses to Bite Force, though. They did. Yeah. Yeah. They did. But they, 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 they nearly didn't. They nearly beat them, didn't Bite they? Bite Force was being counted out, and uh, then and came back to life suddenly somehow. started working again. Yeah, incredible. This was Endgame's coming-of-age fight. I, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to say it now, because they, as we said before, yes, they were kids a couple of years ago. They, they probably a little bit optimistic calling out Tombstone in 2018. I don't think they had the the know-how and you know you, you're pumped up you know after your fight you know it's your first of, season yeah exactly yeah. of course you're gonna say oh yeah we can beat anyone we can beat tombstone they're nothing because of course they had just one in china back then as well that was when they just won i think it was fmb was it something like that uh yeah find my bot uh they uh, just Death beat Deator. that's it yeah correct right um so they were riding so, a high and yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they got the them fight out that they wanted They've dealt the goods, you know? Yeah. yeah. This, this version is incredible. They, the fact that they've done their research, gone back and watched Fight Every of Tombstone to see <laughs> how, it, how it attacks, so they knew yeah. how to go about it, and then they had to throw that plan out the window because uh, Tombstone did the unthinkable and went for the other side. Um, 
you know, right. it, they told me I got to fight SME. I'm like, how am I going to research SME? <laughs> I know nothing about this robot. It's, it's just, yeah. I mean, that's just a, a wobbly wonder, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the first thing you do is research a bot's fight and see how they fight and get some videos and go on the internet. And I'm like, totally okay, SME. That's all I could find yeah. on the internet was E. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, the, the fact that Endgame, you know, they, they put a lot of effort and diligence into fighting yeah. Tombstone and it paid off. They got yeah. the win. Um, where does Tombstone go from here? I mean, you know, they've, they've obviously lost in Fight Night before. They lost last year in Spectacular Style to Rotator. It pretty much went three minutes. They obviously, or did they go three minutes? I can't remember. Uh, no, it, it was, was very close, but it was a knockout. Yeah. I was gonna say, it was the like, last couple of seconds. It was like two minutes 58 or something stupid yeah. like that, wasn't it? They didn't, they didn't get a pasting like this, did they? No, this well, was... Tombstone's one of, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, this, this was quick. And, um, yeah. you know, they were expecting a quick fight, as they said. They just didn't expect it to go that way. That quick. <laughs> Tombstone's one of those bots that it either hits you or it kills you. Or you can try to break it down. It's, it's so much power in that weapon. It's hard to figure out what is going to happen when the when the energy transfers. Anything could happen with that robot. Mm. Yeah, I think tactically it would have been maybe more in Ray's interest to use a weapon where they wouldn't have known what way he was spinning it. Where yeah. this particular weapon that he chose, it had teeth on it, so they knew it was going to spin clockwise. So yeah. maybe thinking back, possibly different weapon choice. He had a bunch. But I mean, that's me being an armchair robot here. So I mean, it's all easy and anything hindsight. else. <laughs> John would have been interested. Well, no strategy survives first contact anyway. So this is yeah. true. But what I, I would have rated Ray so highly if it had got in upside down. Because it, it would have spanned the other way. <laughs> that would have been like, ah, you see, ah. didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> I don't think it would have mattered. I think Endgame had this regardless it's 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 a design for me that's just kind of optimized to fight tombstone we've seen it before with bombshell we've seen it with bite force yeah, yeah. it's the wedge game that wedge, wedge. Yep. that wedge has certainly caused it problems especially with the you know the vert as well in recent seasons it's kind of just starting to get tombstone's number and it, it's it's taken a few defeats now um i do wonder where he goes from here with tombstone but you know credit to end game they got the they got the win they, they called them out and they got the win. You, you can't say fairer than that. Well done. Well done to Endgame. And that pretty much brings us to the end of the episode. Um, Ed, I have to say a massive thank you once again for joining us. Cause you've been a, you've been a semi-regular on here for the last couple of seasons. You've, you've joined us. Oh, look, I'm amazed you guys put up with me. Oh, we love having you. It's, it's, it's always great to have you on because, uh, you know, I've, I've said to you many times, you know, if there's anyone who's going to design an art button that's going to win the giant nut, it's going to be you. And Wait till next year. <laughs> I, I hold you to it. I'll hold you to it. What I need is a couple of sponsors and I can finish this bot and then I'll be back. But otherwise, we'll see what happens. If there's any sponsors out there listening to this, uh, all two yeah. of you, um, there's, a, there's a man in the deserts in California. It's not that like my robots aren't high profile. Help. I mean... <laughs> Sharko's in every picture on every ad and every page. Yeah, exactly. every, there's, there's a man every, out there. This man is the Sharko. face of BattleBots 2020. <laughs> Come on now. I like, I like Big Bots and I Cannot Lie. It's a song that I've been singing for years. Yep. <laughs> I was singing it. One of the production assistants heard me and I guess it. Blah, 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 blah. Look, I mean, last year on my team shirts, it even says she should have brought a bigger bot. Yep. There you go. Yep. Absolutely. It's always been my thing. I like Big Bots and I Cannot Lie. 
Anyway, folks, that's been the first episode of BattleBots. Um, there won't be any Newsweek while this is going on because me and Jevon, one, we can't be bothered, and two... Oh, thank God. <laughs> why, why, would we, why would we do a, a Newsweek when there's BattleBots reviews happening every weekend anyway? So yeah, This, is, this the is the news. Yeah. Come on now. I mean, Current events out, we, happening all the time. We missed out Norwalk Havoc in, December, uh, in November. We're very sorry. <laughs> you know. But you'll be dead. Whoops. Yeah, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> We've covered it in this episode. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, we uh, talked about it. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Ed brought it up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sharko, Sharko lives up there now. There you go. Look at well, that. that's the guy that bought Sharko is the man that sponsors Norwalk Havoc and owns the makerspace and everything up here. That's the guy who actually bought the shark. There you mm. go. You see, it all came full circle. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, um, I think it's time to end. So I, I have been Sam Elliott, 64. I have been Steve the American Killjoy. I have been World of Woodrow. And I'm still Ed. You are still Ed, and God bless you for it. And the three of us, myself, Steve, and Jevon, will see you next week for more BattleBots. Thank you very much, and see you next week. Bye-bye. So long.